Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports, and today I am joined by rock climber um, Scott Siri. How are you doing today? Doing well, thanks. Yeah, of course, of course. I was happy when you reached out to me the other day and said, hey, I'd love to come on and talk about rock climbing because I've never had someone on that does it, so I think it's cool. Yeah, I figure I'm not big into all the traditional sports, but I, I do a bunch of other things that are I think they're a little more fun. Well, for sure. And I mean, in Montana, there's so many opportunities for rock climbing and things like that. So I guess that's kind of a segue into my first question. Um, what got you into it and what makes you love it so much? Uh, uh, got started sometime in high school. Uh, my The youth group I was part of went up to the Rim Rocks and did some rappelling just to you know, show what it was all about. I don't know if there was somebody in the group that did it or the the youth pastor might have been a little bit into rock climbing and everything. And so one evening in the summer, we got some ropes together and just went up to the rims and did a little 30, 40 foot rappel, nothing too huge or anything, but me and a couple thought it was really awesome and decided to start looking more into it and invested into some of the equipment, started rappelling on the rims and then kind of got bored of just going down all the time and started to go back up the rims as well and just got into just all the climbing and like a lot of sports it's fun at first but you keep wanting to go bigger and farther and bigger and better <laughs> for sure so you know you mentioned the equipment what all equipment do you need to be you know or to get started in rock climbing yeah, I guess it depends on what you want to climb. Uh, if you just wanted to go down to Steep World and do the indoor climbing gym, the climbing wall, you really just need shoes and a harness and a chalk bag. Uh, the chalk just keeps your fingers from getting too sweaty and off. So you want to make sure they stay dried out. Similar to, it's the same stuff that gymnasts use, just helps grip better. Uh, and, and really, that's about all you need to get started. A couple carabiners to clip in and the harness and the shoes to stick against the rock. Uh, if you want to go doors and do more, you got to have a little bit more equipment. You need something to build an anchor with. That's where you tie off to ideally a bolt that's been set into the rock or top of the rims. We just anchor off to the trees and then drape our ropes over the edge that way and then you if you want to start lead climbing that's where you take the rope up with you while you climb then you need either quick draws or you need trad climbing equipment where you place pieces of gear in cracks in the rock and so if you fall hopefully that gear will hold base so it can be pretty simple 
Uh, I think when I very first started, actually, I just had shoes and a chalk bag and we did bouldering. So just little short 10, 12 foot routes mm -hmm. that if you fall off, it's not a big deal. And then you just kind of go from there and just keep accumulating the gear. For sure. So, you know, you mentioned falling off and obviously that <laughs> is um, something that you worry about just a little bit when you're doing something like that. <laughs> so how do you get over that and, you know, get past that, I guess, fear? for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, there's a few different ways. Uh, one, climb more or less within your ability. If you're on something new, then you the climbs are rated by difficulty. They're five point whatever. Point zero would basically be you can kind of walk up it. Uh, uh, actually, they're a class three is kind of a hike. A class four is a scramble. You kind of pulling yourself up and over boulders. Class five is broken down to 5.0 on up to 5.15. And so they call them, you know, it's a five nine climb. It's kind of a mediocre, uh, not too hard, not too easy uh, until you can learn your ability levels. So the higher, harder the climb, the more likely you are to fall. And so you just kind of have to make sure your equipment is placed properly so if you do fall the rope will catch you um when you get up even higher uh things that are bigger like uh, one of the big first big ones i did was devil's tower uh -huh. and once you're up over 100 feet or so you're going to die no matter what so 100 feet or 400 feet you're just it's kind of turns into the same thing so the fear doesn't exponentially increase the higher you go for sure so you know, you mentioned, obviously, um, Granite Peak and then Devil's Tower now. Um, what is it like for you when you get up to the top of those peaks? Well, one, what are the views like? But two, what is it like <laughs> to have accomplished that? Yeah, I guess that's the biggest reason why most climbers climb is to have done it to get up to the top and say, look back down and say, you know, I just did this thing that not a lot of people do. And so really it's a lot of, I don't know how to really describe the feelings. It's a lot of anticipation building up to it. Most of these trips take quite a bit of planning, especially Granite Peak. You're up, you're there for several days, a couple of days to get in and a day to climb and day to get back out. And so there's, the sense of accomplishment that you put all this planning, you have, you put all the training into it. You get to the top of the mountain and you stand up there for a while, 360 degree views of just mountains, especially like with Granite Peak, just you look out and you just see forever. Uh, but that one was pretty unique because it's almost flat on top. And so wow. it's like, I mean, it's kind of domed just a little bit, but you know, compared to what you just came up, it's super weird to be standing up top and almost kind of like a big football field up there of prairie grass. And so you, you just kind of rest, you have your snack, rehydrate a little bit, and, and then getting down is half the adventure too. You have to figure out which route to take to get down, where you're not going to disturb people coming back up. You got to make sure your anchors are set properly so you're not, you know, when you get on them, you're can repel safely down and so right you really don't relax too much until you're back off the mountain that's when you can finally say 
okay, now the climb is done. <laughs> For sure. So as you were talking there, I kind of thought of a couple other questions. And one of them was, you know, you mentioned some of these are multiple day hikes, multiple day climbs. Where do you, I guess, stay for the overnight part when you're not climbing, when you're on the side of a mountain? Uh, so I've never done one that's like a time for several days. Uh, something like if you're doing El Cap in, in Yosemite, you're it's several thousand feet high and a lot of people will camp out on the side. I do have a, it's called a portal edge. It's basically a cot that straps to the side of the cliff and you just hang out there and you kind of clip your bags next. And I've slept in it a couple of times, not really high up. I was 50, 60 feet off the ground. And I just left my harness on and then clipped my harness short tether to a separate anchor. So if something happened and my whole cot fell, I would be left dangling on the wall and not falling with it. Uh, for things like Granite Peak, it's a big hike, about a 10 to 12 mile hike to the base of the mountain. And then you just camp just like you know, with a backpacking trip or camping trip, you just find a spot and set up there. And then the next day you throw all your gear into a day bag. And then a lot of it's still just hiking up the side of the mountain. There's a few spots that are kind of scrambling and climbing, but for the most part, you don't want to stay up on the upper parts of the mountain especially if a, a storm or something comes in, you're not going to have much fun. No, no, you're not for sure. <laughs> so then my other question is, you know, how do you prep for the altitude change? Cause obviously you're going very high up. We're already at what, like 3,300 feet here in Billings and then you're going up. How do you prep for that? Uh, I've never had too much trouble with it. Uh, Granite peak is, 12,800 feet, I believe. And so it's a bit of a difference in altitude, uh, but you're not really to the point where you have to worry about oxygen levels that much. Um, I had a friend that climbed with me in 2007. He's from Texas. He lived at like 500 feet elevation. And when we got to, uh, I believe it was the snow bridge, which is kind of a just a big mound, a, a little gully that fills with snow and that kind of starts the technical part of the climb. Uh, it's about 12,300 feet up. Uh, he got altitude sickness and yeah. he had to, he threw up and then he had to lay down for a little while, but he was able to recover and get some electrolytes in him and keep going. Uh, I was climbing, climb, hiking more or less in Colorado uh, and it took about three days before the altitude started to it just took away all my appetite and made me pretty lethargic. I didn't feel sick or anything. I just didn't want to eat anything, didn't want to do anything. And that huh. lasted all the way back until even back down in Denver, uh, which is still 6,000 feet up. That's when I finally started. To, it hit me right before we left. And then back down in Denver, it kind of lasted through that evening. But then I it recovered pretty quickly. I think if you're in pretty good physical shape, if you're going to do these things anyway, uh, the altitude generally isn't that much of an issue. If it does start bugging you, you just have to slow down a little bit. For sure. So, you know, you mentioned you've done um, just different types. You did um, some Moab, some down in Colorado. Do the different types of rocks, does that make climbing different for you or? 
does that really not affect it? Uh, yeah, it does affect it quite a bit. Uh, so Moab, um, Red Rocks outside of Vegas, around Billings is all sandstone. Uh, sandstone, as you know, is kind of, it's very rough, very okay. easy to stick to. Red Rocks has really high quality sandstone. Moab's pretty high quality. The Rim Rocks aren't quite as high quality, so they can tend to break and crumble a little bit more. Uh, the Beartooths are, and Yosemite are all granite, and so a much denser rock, harder. It's not going to, you can grab smaller flakes of rock and they're not going to break off on you. Mm. And then outside of Bozeman and in the Priors, there's a lot of limestone. Stone's a little bit softer, but it doesn't break as easily. But if it gets just even slightly wet, it gets really slick. So mm. you have to be careful if you get rained on. You're going to start slipping a bit more than on granite or sandstone. Sandstone can get pretty brittle when it rain when it gets waterlogged as well. So just those things that you kind of have to pay attention to. Uh, for the most part, if it's high quality rock, it's going to hold up. And if it's a popular route to anything that would have broken off, broken off. So very cool yeah so i don't know yeah I, I guess there's not really a type of rock that i like to climb on more maybe granite just because it's so hard and you can you're a little bit more they all have their challenges and they're all just as fun for sure so you've obviously had the opportunity to go to peaks of a few different places where is your favorite view that you've been able to climb um yeah, I don't know if I really have a favorite. Um, most of the mountains are really fun. When you get up that high, you can just see over the tops of the other mountains. Uh, the Beartooths are pretty cool because if you turn kind of southwest, they just seem to keep going for quite a ways. You just look all the way from the top of Granite Peak, you look all the Yellowstone. And so it's those ones are pretty fun just to see the expanse of the wilderness. But then some of the others, like uh, Devil's Tower, is kind of more of foothills and out into the plains. And you mm -hmm. look over, I think it's the Belfort River. And so that it's a different experience, a different type of view. So you're not in the wilderness, but you're in more prairie land, which makes it, is it a beauty all its own. For sure. So my final question for you, Scott, is... um. You're able to now not only do this yourself, but you have your son that you're doing this with too. How neat is it to pass on your love for rock climbing onto him? It's pretty great. Um, Steep World opened their new location uh, when he was five years old. And so we had a membership there for about a year, year and a half until he got into school. Once he was going to school full time, he was a little too tired to do much rock climbing. We didn't feel like we were... <laughs> using that membership to then you know we we're paying more than we got out of it but now that he's a little older he can go on some bigger trips with me uh we did try to go up peak last summer uh he was only nine years old but we realized that the approach that 10 12 mile hike to get in was a little bit more than he could do in one day and so we didn't quite make it to the base of the mountain uh, the first day. The second day, we went to the base of Granite. We went up Tempest Mountain, which is just kind of a, it's one valley over from Granite Peak. And so you kind of walk to the top of Tempest. There's no climbing involved in that one. 
And then we were able to stand on top of Tempest and look across and see. And I could point out, you know, that's where the that's where the uh, saddle is. And then you hike up that giant boulder field. You cross the snow bridge right there. You work your way around the back and, and then kind of point it out to where the top of the mountain was. Um, would have liked to have accomplished it last year. Uh, from what I read, the youngest person to be on top of granite was nine years old. And so he would have tied for the youngest. But I think 10 <laughs> years old to climb the highest point in Montana is still pretty good. So we'll see. Yes. This August and a couple months here, we'll see if we can make it in. We're going to take an extra day to do the approach. So we'll there get to the it. base, be able to re relax a little bit, and then the next day go up there and climb. But awesome. He's a good climber, too. He's, you know, when you are when you only weigh 50 pounds, it's a lot easier to pull yourself up the mountain. But he he doesn't have quite the fear of falling that I used to have. Uh, still have it. My fear of falling has changed over the years. It's less about me hurting myself and more about me not being around for my family now. But yeah. uh, he's he's done some climbs that you know they looked difficult. I I didn't really struggle through them, but you know I knew there was a few hard moves in there, and so I told him, you know, you get to that third move up there, if you want to come down at that point, no, it's no big deal. He just blows right past, doesn't even stop to worry about it so as That's long awesome. as you follow the instructions you got the, your safety equipment in place a fall might hurt a little bit but it shouldn't be too dangerous oh that's awesome and i i can tell just talking to you about you know passing that on to your son it's it's fun for you and fun for him obviously too and i'm glad you guys can share that yeah yeah and so i mean there's so much to it as well it's not just the climb but the whole the hike in there and then spending three, four or five days in the wilderness together, living out of a tent, eating the backpacking meals. One of his big things last year was he wanted to see the mountain goats that hang out oh. on froze to death plateau. And sure enough that we didn't even make it all the way to the end of the plateau. We were kind of somewhere in the middle. And that evening we had our tent set up, we were eating dinner and sure enough, they come hiking down come the mountain goats right down towards our camp wow they, that's awesome they they walk right up well they like they need they want the salt from your your pee so oh. they know that people are peeing on the rocks and then they can lick the salt and oh, so there you go. i didn't even they, know that. they know that they know that humans mean extra salt for them and huh. so they, they they like to hang out near near where the people are very cool well scott i want to thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about what you've done in rock climbing and I hope this summer you'll have success at Granite Peak and just keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks. I'll have to come back on later in the summer if we make it up and yes. have Holden join us and he can he can share his experience and what he loves about it too. Definitely, yes. That would be awesome to have you back on for a post-climb interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Scott. Have a good day. Thanks. Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, 
Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.